Good morning, WM family. How is everybody? All right. Well, I am very much honored to be able to stand before you and bring the word that the Lord has placed on my heart. Um, you may hear my voice. <laughs> I'm a little afflicted slightly. But uh, the enemy spent the whole entire week basically trying to come for me and keep me from bringing this word. So I'm about to bring this word because just like Prophetess was just telling us, I'm a little angry right now because he tried to attack my body Tuesday with a migraine. Oh, big surprise there. And what happens when you get a migraine? You got to lay down all day. Well, when you're like me and you have extra bones growing out of your back, your back locks up. So Thursday, I couldn't even walk. So, yeah. And then Friday, here comes the sinus infection. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to bring this word forth. But um, what? Um, <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, before we get started, I'm going to give you just a brief introduction of who I am. Um, aside from being a big dork. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Weirdos unite. But um, I basically, I have church background on both sides of my family. Um, on my mom's side, they're all from Seattle. So they not only ran with people like Quincy Jones and Jimi Hendrix, but they also, um, my grandfather was the leader of a worship band. So they would travel and my sister, I mean, my mom was in a group with her sisters and they would go around and they would sing in bars and in churches. So not only is the church anointing strong on that side, but also the lukewarm. And maybe one day I'll tell y'all about them years. We don't have time for that today, but uh, whoo, glory. And then on the other side, on my dad's side, um, my grandfather was a pastor of a church. He was also the only white person there, which <laughs> in early 80s Lynchburg, walking around with a big, tall, blue-eyed white guy got pretty interesting because um, Lynchburg was slightly racist, maybe it still is, but anyway. Um, so that's just a little bit about where I come from. Um, I moved to the Virginia Beach area from Lynchburg in March of 2009, March 1st. Um, I was just telling Brandy and T, I had $60 in my pocket, 40 of that was borrowed, I had no job, but I had faith. Amen. I had faith that God was going to open every door and ordered every step. I stood on Jeremiah 29, 11, and when I tell you he has done exceeding abundantly <laughs> above all I could ask or think, in these last 10, almost 11 years, he's done that. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all have to excuse that from time to time. I'm glad I'm the video editor because I can just blank all of that out. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, the reason that I'm teaching on this particular topic, and I'll give you the title in just a moment. Um, one thing, uh, teachers often, I think teacher and pastor both, have often talked about our biggest irritation. For me, that's apostasy in the church. Um, this lackadaisical, don't care attitude. We treat worship service like it's just a time where we, okay, yeah, sit here and wait for them to finish singing the song or two, and then we'll sit through the word, and. And during the word, you're like, what am I going to have for dinner? Wonder who's winning the game. Yeah. So that kind of gets on my nerves. And it should bother all of us. If we are really, you know, walking this walk, it should bother all of us. And it doesn't, and that bothers me. But um, one thing, one of the reasons I wanted to teach on this is because I want us to understand the importance of the communion service. 
It is not just a time to sit and listen to somebody talk, get a cracker and some juice, another 10, 15 minutes to sit through before we sit through the word and then we go home. No, this is a time to remember what God has done for us. It's a time for us to be mindful of the fact that God intentionally sent his only son to come to this earth and not, not just die, not just die, but get strung up on a cross, get tortured, get ridiculed, not accepted among his own. For Think about this, who you were at the time that Christ found you. Think about the filthy, lying, gossiping, fornicating, homosexual, backbiting, tail-bearing person you were when, God, when Jesus found you. Think about the fact that Jesus knew who he was about to go through all this for, our filthy selves. Jesus was fully cognizant of the fact that he was dying for people that hated him, okay? God knew that he was about to send his precious son. Let me ask all the parents in here. How many of you would send your most well-behaved child? Let's just put it like that, because we don't do favorites, right? But, <laughs> right. But just think about that. Would you send any one of your children to die for somebody else? No. You wouldn't. Don't lie. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I'm not God. God did that for, again, who you were when he found you. Think about how dark that place was. Think about how lonely that place was. Think about how confusing that place was. And he still did it anyway. So this is how important it is to remember during this service. I, I want to ask y'all something. Everybody in here has been to a funeral, right? Everybody? I don't see no hands. Ain't nobody died that y'all love? Praise him. Let me get with y'all. Um, but okay. So you know, when you go to a funeral, you conduct yourself in a certain way. You're quiet. You're respectful. You're not yelling, you know, hey, girl, I like your outfit. Good to see you, Sister Cantaloupe. I ain't seen you in a hot second. You know, you, you conduct yourselves in a certain way. You're respectful of the atmosphere. That person is dead. Dead, dead. Did not die for you, dead. Did probably wouldn't have given you a ride somewhere for gas money, dead. They ain't done nothing for you in their life or death. So how is it that during a, a service for somebody that has gone forever, some of them probably burning up hell right now, but we can give a service in remembrance of them more respect. But we'll be here and we'll be looking across the room. Hey, girl, how you doing? I like your outfit. Oh, he's fine, ain't he? Let me tell y'all something. You can do all of that. If you get to church maybe 10, 15 minutes earlier, because I can tell you as a member of the worship team, it's right disheartening to be back there and look and see five people in the congregation and have to start service at 11.05, okay? Y'all still love me though, right? I'm just bringing you the truth in love. <laughs> I got one amen back there, okay. I know my worship team and Mac be. I know they with me on that. Yes, indeed. I'm just saying. 
let's, when we are preparing to come up and get our sacraments, let's remember the sacrifice that not only Christ made, but that God made in giving up the one thing that he spent time perfecting. Because Jesus had to have the endurance to be here. Jesus had to have the fortitude to put up with all he put up with for you and me. And I know who I was when he found me. I wouldn't have sent nobody to come and die for me. I'm just being real. I know who I was. Somebody should have slapped me all upside my head back then. I'm just keeping it real. But God had no problem doing that. So we need to be mindful of that while we're coming up and getting the sacraments. And I done got all off the teaching. Forgot to tell y'all, title of the message is stop playing. Because that's what we need to do. We need to stop playing up in here. Well, not just that, but a whole lot of other things. I mean, we need to give it the respect that is due. We need to give the worship service the respect that is due. And get here on time. Have a heart geared towards giving God what is due to him. Our praise, our worship. We need to get ourselves right before we leave the house or on the way in the car so that when we get here, the worship team and prophetess aren't having to pull God's praise out of us and beg us to give God what we owe him. We owe him that. We're not doing him a favor. We are not doing him a favor. We owe him at least a hallelujah every now and then without somebody having to beg you for it. Come on, y'all. We got to do better. Not just with the communion service, but with worship service in general and how we treat our men and women of God. Hello. How we treat our leaders. Amen. But the um, base scripture for this, and um, this is one of those times where you can count on these next few words. I will not be before you long. Because, you know, any other time you hear that, you'd be like, right. Uh, no, it's the truth. Um, real quickly, 1 Corinthians Chapter 11, verse 27 through 31. I'm going to read it because we don't have time for Al to do his awesome thing that he does. Um, <laughs> Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. And there was a Greek word, anaxios, which is um, unworthy, unfit for a thing. Think about that for a second. <clears throat> unfit to eat and drink of his body and his blood. So, um, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh in damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, <clears throat> and many sleep. I'm, now, I'm not pointing at you because there's three more fingers pointing back at me, okay? Because this is everybody in here. We all need to be better about this to the speaker first. But um, one thing that we need to consider while we're considering is how we treat each other. Because ought between members of the body of Christ has to stop. If we are truly walking in perfect love, it's got to come to an end, period. Now, if you just don't like somebody because you just don't like them and they ain't never done nothing to you, that's a you thing. Get your heart right, okay? That ain't the other person problem. That's all on you, buddy. Okay, um, so we need to consider 
how we're treating our brothers and sisters in Christ and making sure that we're keeping keeping that love going because without that there is absolutely nothing else at all because remember without that God wouldn't have sent his son to die for us in the first place um so I think that's pretty much um everything I had I just that's really been on my heart for a while if and, and I'll just say this because I'm, I'm a very blunt type of person and I just keep it real if you are willfully sinning example if you done got high last night, you here in church, and you sitting here knowing as soon as you leave here, you're going to go and do the same thing. You've been gossiping. You've been fornicating. You've been backbiting. And you already got the appointment for the next you-know-what call or for the next gossip session. Might I kindly invite you to keep your seat? Because I'm, I'm just saying if you are going to intentionally disrespect and drink damnation upon yourself, you might want to keep your seat. Because, okay, it's a, it's a different thing if it's something that you are actually praying towards and you are actively working. But again, deliverance is a choice. So it's a choice that you're making. But if, this is, if it's something you know, I don't care. I'm going to go to the club next week, and I'm going to be right in church on Sunday. Pause. Pause. And if you see somebody keeping their seat, mind your business. Because if you're paying attention to what they're doing, you probably ought to sit down beside them. I'm just saying. That's all I got, y'all. I love y'all. Um, we are ready to begin examining and considering the gift that God has given us. Amen. Stop playing. Stop playing.